You know, today, uh, I would just like to share from the scripture which was read uh, this morning, okay? And, uh, you know, it's once again great to see all of you in this place. Um, and, you know, sometimes we all sit in certain places, certain areas in the church and You know, talking about the scriptures that we read earlier, 
speaks about the birth of Moses because the Pharaoh he wanted to kill every newborn baby. And so Moses' mother was hiding him. And it says here, she hid him three months. Three months. And in that three months, he had no name, no identity. And then it was talking about as believers, we can deal with that spiritual identity crisis in our life. Though we are believers, but we do not know who we are or who we belong to. We have a heavenly Father whom we can cry out on our Father. He is the God who says, you belong to me. You know, John 1.12 says, as many as received him, he gave them the right to become the children of God. But many times we fail to know our spiritual identity. We live in a world that is full of people who are lost. We live in a world where many believe that they simply don't fit in. We live in a world where many people are searching for a sense of belonging to someone or something. We live in a time where many are simply experiencing what I want to call an identity crisis. We live in a time where many people, both in and out of the body of Christ, the church, are experiencing what I mentioned about the identity crisis. In other words, we don't know who we are. We are lost of our identity. We don't know who and what we are. You know, it was interesting, a few years back when the Brexit happened, there was a lot of news going around, and in CNN, in 2017, they had published this, and they said, Brexit has caused an identity crisis that is transforming British politics. The independent newspaper said, Britain's strange identity crisis. They said, the United Kingdom is lying on the psychiatrist's couch. Suddenly, the country seems uncertain of its identity, its place in the world, its relationship with its closest family members, and its neighbors. Just a few years back, in the Daily Mail, you know, a news article was published, and it was about a school in Brighton, where young children as old as four years old were asked to choose what gender they are before they start school. With the option of being something either than male or female. Many parents were upset, many parents spoke about it. Even, you know, Gabby Hughes, uh, who, uh, so, sorry, and this was unlikely, he raised his voice and he said, a Tory MP that was Andrew Bright Bridget. He also criticized and he said schools should be teaching kids to read and write, not prompting them to consider gender swaps. And I heard about it even in the US in some schools, they had the same issue, same problem. It is like as if the world is trying to confuse your identity. It is like the world is trying to confuse who you are. 
And in all that confusion and, you know, we as Christians, do we know who we are? You're facing the world outside, you know, day-to-day jobs or workplace, business, schools, colleges, universities. It is so important with all that confusion is going on in the world to know who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, as an example, I would like to give you a story about a man called Graham. He's, he was a very happy and successful person. He earned a big salary. His wife loved him and he had accomplished most of what he wanted to achieve in life. Everything in Graham's life was perfect and this was reflected in the way he walked, talked and in his confident attitude. One day while he was happily driving back his way to home, he received a phone call from his wife who told him, Graham, I don't want you in my life anymore. I know that this is a surprise for you, but it is my final decision. Grant's wife hung up and he suddenly felt worthless. He felt that all of his confidence and happiness had been lost. Ever since that day, Grant became an unhappy, desperate, and a bad tempered person. What happened to Graham? What happened to his confidence and strong character? What happened was that his wife's call made him lose his psychological identity. Because his identity was in his success, in his business, in his work, in everything that he had. And when one tragedy struck, he lost his identity. He didn't know who he was. He lost his confidence. You know, sometimes we can identify ourselves with a person. Like, for example, children who try to imitate their parents and dress like them are doing so because they are attempting to identify with their parents. Sometimes we can identify with a job that we do. A person who proudly speaks of his profession and answers the question of who are you to this job title is a person who is identifying himself to this job. Sometimes some people identify themselves with an object. If a person has a fancy car, sports car or something, they identify themselves with that. And in the Bible, you know, we've seen about Mary and Martha. You know the story of Mary and Martha, they invited Jesus to their home. And Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to what he had to say. But Martha was busy doing all the other things, you know, preparing the lunch and preparing for Jesus. And for her, her identity was on what she was doing for Jesus, not on what who she was in Jesus. And when things were not going right with Martha, she got frustrated and started blaming her sister and blaming Jesus and blaming others. And many times as Christians also, we can do a lot of things for Jesus, serve Him, but our 
There are signs of an identity, there are some signs of identity crisis, and identity crisis may cause feelings of frustration, being stuck, or lacking meaningful progression. Furthermore, an identity crisis can influence feelings of depression or anxiety. Many people feel unsatisfied with themselves and their lives. And some of the signs are when they start questioning their character, their purpose or passion in life. And this can trigger, you know, causes and triggers of an identity crisis is that many causes of identity crisis are fairly common and include big life changes, stress, or general advancement through the different stages of life. And sometimes, you know, the causes can be the traumatic experiences that they had, tragedies they had, rejections they had. And here is the picture, you know, you see here of an iceberg. On the surface, you see this iceberg, but when you go beneath that surface, you know, you must have seen this picture. It's huge, it's big. You, what you see is just the tip of the iceberg. And many times, as I said, the surface that you see are the symptoms of a life. And it can be insecurity, it can be anger, it can be anxiety, it can be frustrations. It can be fear, it can be aggression. And these are the symptoms that we see in a person, but these are the symptoms, but the root problem is within. And that can be rejection, that can be abuse, that can be trauma, that can be tragedies of life. That can be failures that many people have failed. And because of all that we go through in life, there are symptoms which I mentioned earlier. It's of insecurity, anger, anxiety, frustration, fear, aggression. And all these things become like a block and stops you from progressing because there is kind of a loss of identity to know who really you are. Once you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you will be secure. No matter what happens in your life, no matter all the failures and the tragedies and the traumas that you face, you will feel secure in Christ Jesus. And that's why Paul could say, I learned to be content in Christ Jesus. And he talks about all the things that he has gone through in life. And kept it 
where he had gone sheep in the hands, he had defected among the other eggs. And one day, you know, this eagle hatched the egg and came out into the new world. And when this eagle came out and saw that there were all these hens and chickens around him, he started, you know, behaving like them. He started behaving like them, walking like them, picking up the worms from the ground like them, picking up the seeds from the ground like them. And that became that eagle's lifestyle. But as the eagle grew, one day became fully grown eagle, this eagle suddenly one day looked up in the sky and saw an eagle flying up in the sky and crying out, making noises. And this eagle looked up and suddenly it kind of dawned on him and he started thinking, hey, I look like that in me. I don't look like this chicken that I'm walking around all my life. So this eagle asked the other chicken that said, I think I do belong to you. I belong over there. And they said, no, no, you belong to us. You know, you are the bird of the field. And that is the bird of the air. You cannot fly. But something within that eagle said, no, you belong to that eagle that is flying high up in the sky. You don't belong to this chicken. And then one day, this eagle fluttered his wing and flew up in the sky and joined those eagles in the sky. You know the problem was, this eagle had an identity crisis. This eagle, all this while, was thinking, you know, I'm like this chicken. I need to behave like them. I need to do things like them. But one day, that eagle realized, I belong to those eagles flying up high in the sky. In the same way, people of God, you are called by God. You are chosen by God. You know, that's why Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the name of your mind. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but transform yourself by the renewing of your mind. You know, the problem with Adam and Eve was Satan confused their identity. They were already made in the image of God. But Satan confused them with their identity. And they fell for that temptation and lost all their blessings. But praise God, Jesus has redeemed us. Amen? You know, we're talking about renewing of mind. You know, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Talking about human beings. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. So whatever you think in your mind, so are you. And that's why Paul says, 
remain in your mind, have the mind of Christ. And that we do through the reading, meditating on God's word, through praying, to seeking God. And when we do that, our lives will be changed, our lives will be transformed. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You know the scripture says, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, do you know what it says? It says, but you are a chosen generation. Amen? Can you look at each other and say, you are a chosen generation? It doesn't say you are a frozen generation. <laughs> but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. And it says his own special people. His own special people. Maybe this morning you don't feel special. You feel accomplished about you, yourself, your life. But let me tell you, that's not what God's word says. That's not what God thinks of you. God says, you are my own special people. And then it says that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. When you know this truth, when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, the response will be to praise Him. The response will be to praise Him. You know, coming back to the story of Moses, Moses did have an identity, he didn't have a name for three months. Then one day they decided to put him in a basket and his sister put him in the river line and left him to his destiny, not knowing where he will end up, not knowing what will happen to him. Probably the crocodiles would have come up and eaten that day. Probably that basket would have just flowed in that river current and gone into the sea or maybe somewhere else. There was no destiny known to his sister when she put that basket to the river. Are you in that place where you're worried maybe about your life, your future, what will happen to you, what is your destiny? Let me tell you, you're the child of God and your destiny in God is good. Because my God says his plans for our life is not for Harm us or to give us a hope and a future. Okay. I know with all the things that we go through in life, in our day to day life, but the ultimate end is He has a good plan for us. And even for this baby Moses, though his destiny was not known at that moment, but he reached the palace. Amen. And lastly, for Moses, the name Moses, it means drawn out, drawn out. He was drawn out of water. He was drawn out of palace. He was drawn out of wilderness. He was drawn, 
drawn out of Egypt. His name is drawn out and God draws you out from that unknown destiny. God draws you out from that identity crisis that you have drawn. God draws out from all the challenges you face and he brings it to himself. Amen? Amen. This is the God that we serve. If this morning, if you are discouraged, disheartened, let me encourage you and say this to you. You have a great destiny. Because when you read the Bible, you know, many of God's people, you know, face challenges in life, but when they trusted God and followed Him, God did miracles for them. And I believe, and I'm going to pray for you. I don't know what you what are the things that you're going through in your life? Maybe there's some challenges, or maybe some of you are sick, maybe some of you are having problems in your business, or workplace, or in your family. There's some kind of struggle. I want to encourage and say this to you trust in God. Because being in trust in God 